Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM, and your source for the latest World Cup updates. That's right. We told you guys last week that we were going to be bringing you World Cup content throughout the tournament. And uh, here we are. Uh, day two, technically, is, is in the books. Uh, my name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me right now, we have Earl Nieto. Jacob may or may not pop on. Um, these episodes over the le- over the next few weeks uh, throughout the tournament are going to be well, it should be shorter in nature, and uh, as uh, as we get United content, we will bring you that as well, probably on a, a bi-weekly basis, unless something big drops. So um, we do appreciate you guys popping in if you are here with us in chat. Um, as always, YouTube, Facebook, throw your questions and comments up there. We'll get to those throughout our, our shortened show here. And uh, Earl, I, I, first question before we dive into the matches, um, how how good does it feel to see the world cup back in action? Finally. Um, not sure. I missed much of it. Um, so the last time I watched the world cup was actually kind of in, in 2014. And, and I watched it because I was on my honeymoon at the time on a boat. And it was the only thing on TV on like every TV. So like, Oh, let's watch this. Um, I had no idea what the hell I was watching. Um, and to this day, I still have no idea what the hell I'm watching. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Just kidding. No, it's really good. I mean, everyone knows that I'm a huge sports fan. I fucking watch cricket. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a huge sports fan. So any sports on TV that's not LeBron James or the Dallas Cowboys, I'm actually okay with. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, unfortunately, we live in an area where the Dallas Cowboys are basically the uh, the primary TV show, uh, at least on Sunday afternoons anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, I think it's great seeing soccer back at the world stage, although it is in Qatar. Um, the, I, I, you know, I'm kind of glad that the kick times, kickoff times are at least somewhat doable. You know, there's only one match, basically, you have to watch on replay. Um but it's good. It's, it's good to have it back. Good to see the the best in the world um, fighting it out for for the World Cup. And uh, group groups A and B have their first uh, matches in the books as of earlier this afternoon. As of earlier this, earlier today, I should say. Um, to, to kick things off yesterday, Qatar and Ecuador got things going, and a um, couple new things this year uh, at. At, at FIFA at the World Cup, and the first one is the semi-automated offside technology. Did you see this yesterday? We got a we got an early glimpse at it uh, in the Ecuador Qatar match yesterday. Early season. I did about it. Eh, I'm not, not too about it. Whatever. Am I? <laughs> yeah, you are like it's super choppy. Is that better? That seems to be better. Okay, so like I was saying, uh, so did hear me? Obviously, Seth did because I was frozen for some first reason. Uh, I heard about it. I don't. I don't really know. Always offside is always is offside. The automated side in Premier League. So I mean. If this is their first time using it, I mean, it's welcome to the club, I guess. Yeah, so the semi-automated te- uh, offside technology that they're using, it's a 
it's a number of cameras positioned all around the stadium tracking player movements and uh, specific parts of the bodies and things like that to help better give an idea of offside calls. And so there was one in about, I think it was the eighth minute of the Ecuador-Qatar match where uh, Inter Valencia flag went up, uh, had a goal called back. And it was really quite interesting to see because real time, it looked like, it, like there might not have been an issue, but uh, applying the the laws of the game, the, the keeper had come up off his, off of his line. It was no longer the the last defender. Uh, instead, when he came up, there's only one other defender behind him, and so Inter Valencia was uh, in between the keeper and the last defender. So technically, he was in an offside position, and I think even. I think even with VAR, it would have been really hard to make that determination. And so it was really interesting to see that te- that technology and the way it worked. And I can't recall it happening in in today's any of today's matches, but um, yeah, that I one, think it's going to be a good tool. That one actually kind of threw me off a little bit. That offside call. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it wasn't that one. Maybe it was another one because they called it that his knee was in offside position. Yeah, so like his, his lower part of his leg was in an offside position. And so the way the rule works is that if in a, a part of the body that can be scored with is beyond the defender. So basically, the, you know, the foot, the leg, uh, the head, you know, um, those parts of the body, if they're beyond the defender, then it's, and you're, it's considered in an offside position. So it was really interesting to see just how exact that was. And uh, we got Josh Carrillo over in the chat. Josh, hope you're having a fantastic evening, buddy. Glad to see you. What's up, Josh? So uh, yeah, it was really interesting. And then uh, you know, I watched the I watched the Ecuador match yesterday. And uh, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting too much out of Qatar. Uh, I mean, they are of course you know the host nation, so they got the free the, basically the free bid end of the tournament. Uh, Ecuador looked pretty good against them. Uh, posted up a two 0 win. Um, and I, whether or not Ecuador comes out of that out of Group A, I don't know. But they look good against uh, Qatar. Um, did you have anything to take away from that match there? <laughs> Am I allowed to not be nice? Sure, why not? It's fucking Qatar. The only yeah. thing that they're good for, well, actually, that's Iran, but the only thing that they're good for is abusing women. Sorry. Sorry. No, no. I mean, th- that has been a, a point of contention as far as the, the location of the World Cup and how Qatar handles LGBTQIA plus uh, rights. And, and so a number of, of teams had, had said they were going to wear uh, rainbow band armbands until FIFA threatened to yellow card uh, caution any player wearing one. So, And, and there's a the rule change there as well. Uh, picking up two yellow cards at, at any point during the group stage uh, results in a one-match ban- suspension. So, yeah. So, you, oh, so you, at any point in the four-match span? In the group stage, yeah. All right, so, FIFA. All right, yeah. FIFA. Let's talk about <laughs> dictatorship a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one rule change because that got talked about a lot during the during the broadcast today. Another rule change was the 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 hope by FIFA to have ninety minutes of playable soccer, basically. So we saw matches today go 11, 12, 13, 14 minutes of stoppage time. 
uh, the the England Iran match went to the 13th minute of stoppage time. Uh, U.S. Uh, Wales went to I believe it was 11 minutes of stoppage time in the second half. And so I had a text in our chat saying you know, four minutes of stoppage. Um, and while Jacob said the only it's not uncommon, I said no, I didn't say anything because I wanted to bring this up. I said it's not four minutes of stoppage isn't uncommon, but when you have significant stoppages in play. This was them adding up like every single like little stoppage that there was. And so what did you think about this rule change? And do you think it affected uh, player fatigue in these matches? Absolutely. I mean, I never knew about the rule before. So I, uh, this is a, a regular rule for me at, the, at this point. But I mean, you add 11 minutes to anyone running a mile. I mean, yeah, you're going to get tired. That's like me going outside right now and running for 11 more minutes than what I usually do. Yeah, I'm going to get tired. Yeah. Especially knowing that you have to play another match day after tomorrow, another one day after that. I mean, yeah, that's that. I I have no comment on that, obviously, because I don't know the past. But if you're going to add that kind of time to anything, I mean, that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, just to to look back at some of the some of the late goals. I mean, in the this might have been one of the latest goals we've ever seen in regulation time, I should say, in, in a World Cup. But I have to go back and double check on that. But in the England Iran match, you know, which you said you did watch, um, you know, there was a goal scored in the thirteenth minute of stoppage time in the second half, mm-hmm. and that's just from all the little times that got added on and added on and added on. Um, you know, I ran convert a penalty there. And so, I mean, I mean, without that 13th minute, I mean, this match would have been over, you know, five minutes prior, basically. Um, so yeah, it's, you saw it a lot, especially in the U S match later on, there's seemed to be a lot of cramping, a lot of issues with players, you know, uh, as it got farther, further and further into that stoppage time at the end of the matches. Yeah. And like I said, off air, I mean, I watched. Yesterday, I watched the Qatar match for about 13 seconds and mm-hmm. then gave up on it um, because I'm not going to support Qatar at all on any kind of view, um, yeah. not even YouTube or any kind of playback, anything like that. Um, and then I watched this morning's England-Iran match and then consider me un-American, but I was probably the only American <laughs> not watching America. Uh, the American men's national team play. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm probably in the wrong, probably in the wrong spot right here talking about the American <laughs> match, but. I mean, you know, to be fair, I, I think I made up for it. I had the U S match on three different screens so that no matter which way I faced, I could see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about the England Iran match here for just for a minute. Since this is one of the ones that you did happen to watch um, England just absolutely dominated this match and you know iran is not necessarily a pushover club a pushover team but they're not ones that i would expect to 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 compete for the top two spots really um in group b given that you know the u.s is there wales is there and, and england is there as well but i certainly didn't expect england to come out and drop six goals on on them um what i did and I'm, i was happy to see it okay um, I mean, did, did anything about this match surprise you at all? 
No, not really, because just like Qatar, Iran is not a soccer team or a football team or anything like that. Mm -hmm. They are a it's a League of Nations in that little span right there that loves nuclear warfare. So if they're not dropping bombs or testing nuclear warheads, they're not any good at it. So. All right. Um, Sorry. This is probably the most. uh, (laughs) I was not expecting to get political on this. Um, I know where you're going with this one. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I mean, obviously, essentially, I feel essentially I feel the same way about Iran and Qatar and Saudi Arabia as Jacob feels about Phoenix and El Paso. All right. I mean, fair enough. I mean, I mean, yeah, their their human rights issues aside, I mean, I didn't expect them to to really put up a fight here in this match. Um, We do have three early golden boot contenders from these first four matches. Three, three different players have, have have picked up a brace already. Um, but yeah, I mean, England looked good. They were just absolutely dominant from pillar to post. And I, I honestly, I, I think at this point, England is a favorite to come out of Group B. Um, again, they played against Iran. How they play against us, I don't know. That's the next match up. So that's going to be really interesting um, to see what happens, uh, you know, here in, in the next match. So um, the... The, did you happen to watch the, the Netherlands Senegal match? I had it on. Mm-hmm. I don't. I cannot say if I actually sat down and watched it or if I watched any of it. I know it was on. Okay. Um, but it's kind of been an interesting week. So I. No, I'm gonna safe bet is no. I did not. Okay. Um, I mean, this was a this was a really entertaining match. I, I enjoyed this one. Um. <laughs> Former Everton man Davy Clausen got a goal in the ninth minute of stoppages there. Um, Netherlands looked Davy Clausen, former Everton man. Yes, um, the I, Netherlands looked. I was impressed with Senegal. Senegal looked really good in this match. Netherlands kind of struggled at times to to put together some offense, put together you know uh, things in the final third, and so it took them a while to really get going and break down Senegal. But Senegal. I think Senegal here may sneak into one of the top two spots. I, I don't think that, I mean, they're certainly not going to win the group outright, but I think they could sneak in because I just don't know that um, Qatar or Ecuador are good enough. Um, I mean, Qatar, obviously, but you know, Ecuador, I'm not sure. I don't know enough about that side. Other than I know that inter Valencia is really good. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, there's a chance for Senegal to sneak in there because they've got some talent on that side. Um, so when what you did watch of this, was there anything that you saw, any particular player that stood out, or um, was it just one that you just kind of had on to, you know, in the background? It's really just one I had on in the background just for noise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I honestly think the two coming out of this group right here, um, this Ecuador group, is going to be uh I just drew a fucking blank. <laughs> well you got Senegal, Netherlands, Ecuador, and Qatar. Oh yeah, Ecuador and Netherlands. I don't think Qatar has a chance. Um especially their I mean they they play decent mm-hmm. but I don't think that's good enough to get them even six points. I mean 
right now the way it's looking for someone to get out of this group, you need 10 to 12 points, really. I don't see I don't see Qatar getting that at all. Mm-hmm. Well, same thing um, with Senegal. I don't see them getting they could probably get six because they do have to play uh Qatar for sure. Um mm-hmm. so they could probably get three there and then maybe well, maybe well, if, draw with with the other two. Okay. Um well I mean they the so there's only three matches during the group stage for each club. Um, so the most I points you played, get... I thought they played each one at least once. Yeah, they're just playing once. Oh, yeah, three. So, yeah, they can't get 12. Yeah. Sorry, I'm terrible at math. It's also That's been okay. a day. <laughs> no worries. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think it's Ecuador and Netherlands coming out. But I think Senegal might surprise there's a chance that Senegal could surprise them if they play at the same level that they did today against Netherlands. Um, but here's the deal. So here's the deal. If Senegal does make it out of the group, either one or two, mm-hmm. I will buy you and Jacob both a beer. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, sounds good to me. And then, um, yeah, of course the, the final match, uh, today was of course U S and, uh, Wales, um, us looked really, really good in the first half. Um, I don't know how much of this one you actually saw. I know you mentioned that you didn't really watch it. Um, did you at least go back and look at the highlights or that's actually what's on right now. Okay. Or the highlights. <laughs> and because I'm on this Wi-Fi, I'm on the Wi-Fi on my phone. I'm on the Wi-Fi on my other laptop. It's just like bogging yeah. everything out. So I will have to go back and watch that. Um, okay. for sure. Yeah, definitely go back and watch it. I caught a couple highlights on like TikTok and all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And from what I got from it is, yeah, U.S. looked good in the first half. Yeah, they did. And then they looked decent second half. The only thing they got them was that stupid Gareth Bale shot. Um... If Gareth Bale does not put that in, which is Gareth Bale, so you can expect him to put it in. But if he doesn't put that or get a chance to put that in, we're not having this conversation. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, yeah, obviously it was a, a silly foul um, by uh, Walker Zerman. They just, just steps through his legs, takes out Bale from behind. Just ab- no reason for it. You know, Bale has back to goal. And, and in that area, it would have been difficult for him to score anyway. But yeah, silly penalty, silly foul by Walker. Um obviously putting Bale at, uh, from at the spot is going to, you know, put Wales in a very good position to, to, to even that up. And, um, you know, uh, you know, Matt Turner went the right way, got a hand to the ball. Unfortunately, just couldn't quite, just could keep it out of the back of the net. And so, uh, you know, us and Wales walk away with a one, one draw from that match. And, and really it was a match that the U S had opportunities to, to, to try to put that away and they didn't you know you heard you heard the if you listen to the halftime show you you heard you know landon donovan and clint dempsey say you know go out find that second goal put wales away and the u.s couldn't do that um which is really unfortunate um See, but you have to think about it you have to actually stop and look at it which is weird that you haven't yet the u.s men's national team is a group of boys at this point mm-hmm. No, they absolutely are. 
you have probably the youngest, if not one of the youngest rosters playing in this World Cup. Second youngest. Second youngest. My point exactly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, your oldest player is Christian Pulisic. Who is what twenty nine thirty? If I that double check that, I'm pretty sure he's the oldest on the men's national team at this point. I should have fact checked myself before I actually said that. <laughs> oh, we can look that up real quick. Um, uh, Pulisic is twenty four. Okay, so Zach <laughs> Steffen, he didn't even—he's not even on that squad. Yeah, <laughs> he was Matt, twenty-six. I think Matt Turner is the oldest. That guy's fifty-five. He's twenty-eight. Matt Turner's twenty-eight. Mura. Yeah, I don't. I'd have to look and see who the oldest guy on the roster is. But yeah, I mean, no, I mean the U.S. team is is young. They're they haven't looked great leading in the past in the last few matches leading up to the world cup and they've always they've kind of struggled to close out matches and and so i think that came to bear here and but but there are a lot of good things to take away uh timothy way had, had a great performance the link up play between him and christian Pulisic was very good uh you know and, and the u.s pressure particularly in the first half really put wales in in some bad spots. And so, you know, I, I think if the U S had been able to take advantage of a couple of those, um, or even just, you know, one more of those opportunities, I, I really feel like that, you know, U S walks away with, with, uh, with the three points instead of the one. And, and yeah, again, silly foul by Walker Zimmerman. Um, but you know, my big takeaway from this is the injury concerns, you know, um, a lot of guys, you know, dealing with knocks and things they picked up and Christian was getting absolutely mugged throughout the match. And so, um, you know, are the guys going to be ready to go again on the 25th? That's the, that's the big thing for me. Um, I think they will. I think we've still got some guys, you know, that didn't play this evening, uh, that could see some play, that could see some time on, on the 25th, you know, Gio Reyna, among others, um, that didn't say, did, get in. Did Gio Reyna actually finally get in? No, he didn't even play today. So, you know, you've got, you've got a a fit Gio Reyna, you know, waiting to come in on, on, on Saturday. Uh, uh, yeah. Saturday, Friday, sorry. Uh, Friday, uh, you know, Jesus Ferreira didn't play. Uh, Aaron Long didn't play. Christian Roldan didn't play. Like you got guys that, that didn't make an appearance like that. They're going to be good. Yeah, they're going to be good to go on Friday. So, um, yeah, you just hope that, you know, Pulisic and some of the other guys that came off, um, or are able to get rested between now and then. So, yeah, I I would love to know the reasoning behind Reyna not playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Reyna's probably one of these top the one of the top young players in the world at this point. I mean, I don't I don't know, or I do not see a reason why Reyna wouldn't play, especially if it's an opening match like. It's your opening match. Get him some kind of time in a in a big frame to at least get him comfortable with what's going to happen on Friday and then Tuesday and then if we make it out of this round and we go play the play in the knockout rounds. I mean, at least you have your 
your future top star, because I'm willing to bet that right now, Reyna is going to be the future of men's national team. Yeah. He will be essentially the Landon Donovan and all the other ones I just drew a blink on, the uh, Josie Altidores, the like household names of U.S. men's national team mm-hmm. will be Gio Reyna. And I'm willing to bet that. Um, so why you wouldn't at least get him some kind of time and some kind of intro into a big into a big market tournament? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, according to um, according to Greg Berhalter, there was some muscle tightness that they were uh, yeah you know, trying to brain. Well, so. <sighs> <laughs> Over the past 14 months, um, he's had two serious hamstring strains and has, hasn't even been playing, you know, full-time with, with Dortmund. Um, yeah. And so, in that same 14 month span, Burhalter's also had four mental strokes. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible. I mean, hopefully we see Giro on Friday. I think we will, um, whether or not it's, you know, 60, 30, you know, 40, whatever it is. I, I think we do see him. And I think he he'll be a much needed addition in there. Um, but yeah, again, young club, they're gonna get through it. Um, you know, I think we come out of the group. I don't think we're favorited by any means. If we show up well against England on Friday, I think that bodes really well for us. Um, because with the final fi- final match of the group against Iran, I feel like a win there, a draw against England, and we're in. Um, and I. You can call me crazy, but I I can see us beating England. Mm-hmm. I can. I mean, if we play an entire game like we play, like we played the first half, we'll be fine. We just have yeah. to play the entire match at that level. Like we can't slack off and and just hang out for a little bit. No, we have to continue putting that pressure and continuing the clean play that we had the first half of today's match. Mm-hmm. If we do that during against England, we can win. Yeah, no, I mean we absolutely can. Um, sorry, something looked weird on on a on the FIFA website. Um, yeah, I mean that's the match that the U.S. could potentially win. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough fight on Friday, no matter what. And we'll obviously we'll talk about that later in the week. Um, but yeah, that's our wrap up of days one and two of the 2022 world cup uh tomorrow's matches begin at 3 a.m mountain time with Argentina and saudi arabia i know you're going to be up at 3 a.m of course i will okay um (laughs) that one i'll watch on on replay later on but uh starting with at the 6 a.m match yeah we got denmark and tunisia mexico and poland at nine and then france and australia at noon all of course all those times are mountain time um earl are you gonna any of these matches stand out as ones to watch or teams that you want to keep an eye on tomorrow for groups c and d i think that australia um france match okay It'll be interesting because Australia does play a weird defensive team. Like they play defensive formation. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be a good test for France to see where their offense is, especially with like Mbappe and oh, there was someone else I've just fucking thought of. Um can't remember his name. Neymar? No, Neymar. Oh, no, yeah, then no, you're right. Um uh, is Olivier Giroud playing for France this year? Yes. Yeah, he's he's fun. 
That's who it is. So just seeing how those two click against, obviously, a lesser Australian team who... Funny is probably the favorite to come out of that group out after after friends, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing those two teams kick it off against each other and seeing how France actually handles the defense of Australia will be a good test to see where France actually is at. Especially yeah. with them being named as one of the top favorites to win the whole thing. Um, if they struggle against an Australian team who has nobody on their team. I mean, it's a whole bunch of average Joes that were just recruited on the street pretty much. Um, to see, Just to see how France answers to that and that defensive strategy of, of Australia will be a good test to see where France actually is at. Yeah, France is currently ranked the fourth uh, highest club in the FIFA world rankings and Australia is 39th. But yeah, we mentioned it last week that this, this French uh, squad is just insane. I mean, you got uh, Lucas and Theo, and, and Theo Hernandez, both at the back. You've got Hugo, uh, Hugo Lloris is in goal. You've got a uh, Guendouzi, Fofana, Rabio, Veritu, Kamavinga, like Griezmann, like this, the French team is just stacked. Um, so I definitely gonna keep an eye on France tomorrow. Uh, also recommend watching the the Mexico Poland match. Um, I think Mexico should walk away with three points from that, but Poland is gonna Poland could be interesting. Um, you know it, it, that's one that you know could be upset potential there. Uh, but looking at the others, I, I just I mean I'll watch them. Argentina is obviously one of the favorites to win. Uh, playing at Saudi Arabia should be a walk away match for Argentina. I think Denmark is in the same spot with uh, Tunisia as well. So um, I'll watch them, but I, I'm more looking at the nine and twelve o'clock matches. Yeah, I'm more looking at that noon match to see to see the France, see yeah. the French, and see how that happens. Yeah, that one's gonna be a lot of fun. So um, there you have it, folks. That's going to do it for Earl and myself this evening. We do appreciate you popping in. And uh, we will be back again tomorrow with our group's uh, C&D recap of the first four matches out of that group. So until next time, somos unidos.